is KGMI Connects with Joe Tian, a live local show about our community and you on KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and KGMI.com. Well, great to have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. It is KGMI Connects, where we hope that you'll join us and express yourself, express your opinions, your thoughts, your ideas, whatever they may be and whatever they may be on or about. (laughs) 360-676-5464 is our phone number, as always. And you can also text us. Oh, I have to get our text window up here. But you can text us at that same number, 360-676-5464. And we'll talk about your text on the air. But, of course, we can have more of a conversation, obviously, if you call in and we talk. But uh, maybe, maybe texting is, you know, maybe get you that first taste of taking part in the show and get you hooked. You know, it's like a little worm on the hook and... (laughs) <laughs> and get you to call in and feel confident about that. Let's see. Hmm. <laughs> I'm reading some of our uh, the text that came yesterday. Hmm. That was one that, uh, all right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, once again, you can text us 360. So I'm getting preoccupied with the text. Uh, but, you know, stuff in the news, interesting, uh, the CDC, um, according to a report by the Washington Post, that uh, the CDC is preparing to announce that you don't have to isolate for five days any longer if you are um, you test positive for COVID-19. Um Let's see. No need to isolate uh, once they have been fever-free for 24 hours and their symptoms are mild or improving. Uh, Apparently, uh, they they believe that uh, through previous infection and uh, vaccination that uh, enough of us have uh, developed uh, resistance um, to the virus to make most cases more or less mild, I guess, now. Uh, and those with without symptoms don't ha- have to isolate at all. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, science around COVID-19 transmission hasn't changed, but experts broadly agreed that after the California and Oregon changes, that easing isolation timeframes won't significantly increase community transmission or severe outcomes, in part because the virus has been circulating at very high levels, even with more restrictive guidance in place. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it. I I I know a number of people that have uh, tested positive in recent months. There's a, uh, obviously a surge, but people aren't. Doesn't seem that they're getting as sick. Or, um, well, that's a positive uh, positive note. But uh, I know some will take it to an extreme and say, "Well, see, I told you so. There was never anything to worry about in the first place." But if that's your take, well, we can express us here. Right here at KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. And uh, who do we have to start? Well, let's start with uh, Jim in Bellingham. Hi, Jim. How's it going, Joe? All right, all right. Well? What are, what are your thoughts on today? Well, let's see. Uh, naturally, Dennis Prager had something to say that probably needs further scrutiny at the very least. Uh, he says that equality of outcomes is not 
uh, what we should uh, strive for. We should strive for equality of opportunity. Okay. And so uh, I can say one thing that uh, I could be president, right? I have that opportunity. I'm of age and all that. You could too. Mm-hmm. And so that doesn't mean there's only going to be one president every four years. And so we all have the opportunity to it. So why do we settle for doing all these other jobs, like the 50% of the population that's poor? Yeah. And what if their what if their essential labor wasn't there? We wouldn't be able to function. And so they have the opportunity to quit their job. So why are they still working there? And you could you could go on and on with what he says. He says capitalism is freedom in the economic sphere. But you're free to fail. About the 50,000 businesses that go broke, did they all try to go broke? No, of course they did. And and uh, Archer Dan, this is Noam Chomsky, who uh, one of your callers, Rod, was talking about Noam Chomsky. On the back of one of his books, I believe it was The Common Good, he quoted uh, Archer Daniels Midland, CEO of many years ago, and he said, not one grain of anything, any uh, 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 grain, wheat, or soy, or anything is sold on the open market it's all subsidized you know and uh as we knew know that the that uh capitalism the way we have it your inheritance determines a, to a vast extent how far you go where you start off at mm-hmm. and you also get uh, the socialism for the rich you get the bailouts of all the you know insurance companies back in the great recession then you have subsidies for like the oil companies who uh Thankfully, in some ways, it's optimistic that solar energy is becoming very cost-effective, cost-efficiency, right. and they still subsidize the oil companies, you know, because, and that's not doing any of us any good. And, and it's another thing, too, is that, that Michael Perenni points out in Myth of Capitalism that why is there so much wealth over here and so much poverty over here? We're taught to believe that it's just an unfortunate coincidence. Where he says the the high uh, wage, uh, the low wages, and the uh, high uh, uh, profits from the wealthy that give that tiny few people that advantage, and they're actually um, directly responsible for the poverty of the few that either by unemployment or lack of decent employment or low wages or whatever. And so, uh, well, I think uh, what yeah. I. Go ahead. Uh, well, I was just going to say, I, I, I mean, I, I agree with that. Basically, I mean, I agree with your, your premise that there, are, you know, obviously we have poverty in this country, and there isn't equal opportunity. Someone who's born into poverty does not have the same opportunity that someone who's born into the, the middle class even has, and or, right. and obviously born into a, a wealthy family or a wealthy situation, but. Um, and that's where I think social programs play a really important role. And I think they should be continued and likely expanded. I don't know that that means we totally toss out the concept of capitalism in favor of a uh, managed or, um, you know, you know, strictly regulated economy and, and try to make everyone equal in one way, shape or form. I, you know, I, I, I can't I can't agree with that. I think right, but there's no. I mean, no. I mean, you look at Noam Chomsky, you look at Michael Parenti, and these are guys who you know obviously they're liberal thinkers and and writers, and they've risen to the top of their craft because of different circumstances, but obviously talent and and drive, and uh, you know there are a lot of liberal writers and thinkers who never 
approach their level of uh, success. Uh, you know, I'm just trying to point out that people succeed at different levels and, and, and success to one person is much different than success to another person. You know what I mean? Well, I, I believe that you can have some fluctuation, as Michael Franny points out, in uh, deep politics of social democracy. But there's a big difference between that and what we have now. And uh, okay. so I would say that I, I prefer people being well off, everyone, and not rich. And there can be, probably will be some differences in the um, outcomes of that. But to just preach this uh, uh falsehood that you know everyone has an equal chance in life it, it what if we don't want to be and, and all you still haven't i'm not pointing out to you but the, the question has not been answered what about these 50 percent of the people in our country that work the menial jobs that are necessary there's many jobs like hedge funds that make ha- massive amounts of money and they don't do any public good whatsoever and we all need them and so they they are stuck in those jobs basically they can go run for this or that, but, but if it were so easy, they'd all be, no one would do these jobs. They're necessary. And yeah. uh, so I think I've made my point. I'll expound okay. upon it some other day. All right, Jim. Well, thanks. Thanks I'm for having good. me on. Always good to talk for sure. Let's go to Robert in Bellingham. Hi, Robert. Hello. Yeah. I'm thinking that it's sort of an irony that a lot of conservatives are still wallowing in the, uh, pandemic it seems like they're complaining that the government overreacted by by having all those mandates and things like that and they often call up and make it sound like it's almost like it's an irony the very thing they're not happy with with all those restrictions and the pandemic uh response and so forth but now that the pandemic is basically for the most part over they're still living um, it's kind of ironic that they're still concerned about that and wallowing in that. And there, there is a lot of ironies like that. Like mm-hmm. the thing we dislike is the thing we're trying to fight in ourselves. Because mm-hmm. now it seems like, you know, the businesses are open, the mandates are gone, and and life is back to normal. I think a lot of those things might have saved lives and they might have overreached somewhat but i think they did you know possibly probably save lives but you know they have been dropped and now we are back normal so we don't necessarily have to throw out the politicians who who implemented them just because you know those mandates aren't even in effect anymore and businesses are going and people are dancing and having and you know for the most part there are people that still have a need to wear masks and stuff like that. And that's fine. And I think the mask was a good precaution, but um, at the same time, I'm not wearing it now. You know, I'm mm-hmm. out dancing and nobody bothers me about that. Uh, but I, I'm still probably a little more at risk than I would be if I wore the mask but at the, and other people. But at the same time, you know, there's a certain level of risk that people accept, like the automobile, all people who die in car accidents every year and people still drive cars. So a lot of it's kind of the balancing thing, but it's kind of ironic how people like to just keep complaining about, like, they're they're worrying a bone and and we've moved on to another situation where we don't have to have those mandates anymore at least for now yeah and i i guess i i'm curious yeah it makes me wonder why there's still this the ongoing angst over the steps that were taken during the pandemic i i know people are you know say well what you know 
what's to keep the government from doing it again just because they find something, some reason to do it. But I mean, they, you know, like you say, the, 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 the restrictions, the lockdowns, the masking, you know, all that's all, it's all in the past now. I, it makes sense that we, that we take a look back and, you know, assess how things were dealt with, how serious the threat was and the steps that were taken. Were they proper? Were they, were they, did they go too far? I, I think that makes sense. But, um, the constant, uh, vilification of those who uh, who I feel took steps to protect the public which is what I we expect from our our uh, our public officials is to you know protect people and take steps to make people safer and I, I don't know I just I just I guess I'm I'm a little bit at a loss too but uh, all right Robert. yeah I think we we may uh it's possible that it, there may be another pandemic or a a mutation of this virus and we they may have to those steps may have to come back some yeah. to some extent and we can survive it and then and when things get better we can go on and go back to so-called normal but well, or okay. normal yeah. you know but the other thing is the big problem is the vindictiveness i guess how how people are just on the war path about it rather than just saying yeah we let's look at it what mistakes were made let's discuss it civilly but a lot of people are just wallowing in the negativity about it and, and, you know, they're pounding on, you know, they're going okay. after the public officials with pitchforks, I guess. And that that's kind of what's wrong with society, I guess, that we don't have the civility of discussion as much as we should, I guess. Yeah, I would agree with you there. Thanks, Robert. Appreciate your call. Quick, before we take a break, let's go to Charlie in Bellingham. Hi, Charlie. Hey, long-time listener. Really enjoy your show. Great to have you. Thanks. Uh, I want to talk about some school shootings you had. You know, you were kind of alluding yesterday that it was, you know, a certain demographic that kind of does that. And I was just curious if you ever read the statistics on where they come up with those numbers in regards to gang shootings, let's say. So 90% of mass shootings are equated from gang shootings, not school shootings. Okay. And 13% of a certain population equates to 50% of the violence in shootings like that. So maybe we should be pointing the finger towards the miscued numbers to kind of point the fingers in one direction versus the other. Okay. Well, I'll take and, that. I, I would, I guess yeah. though, with gang shootings, I mean, by and large, obviously people are caught in the crossfire and, uh, but gang shootings aren't generally aimed at, at, um, at, at random, uh, you know, citizens, yeah, I mean, that, that, you know, yeah, gang sure. shooting, I mean, they do ha- happen sometimes, unfortunately in, in populated areas and shopping malls or what have you, but they are two sides that are shooting at each other. You know, people specifically yeah. that have a target right. that are shooting at a target. Um, and as opposed to what, someone who walks into a school or into a, any kind of a public place and, and opens fire sure. on citizens, uh, you know, I, yeah. but I, I, I get to alluding to like, they lump like all these mass shootings into, let's say there's 10 school shootings in a year, uh-huh. but those the reports will say, Oh, there's a thousand, you know, mass shootings. When, when they're basically alluding the gang violence into that. So it kind of skews the numbers a little bit. Yeah. Mass shootings then, are the number of, yeah, they, they, I think that's the criteria is just the number of people who sure. are, who are shot. Yeah. So that, but I, I, I guess it kind of, it kind of skews the numbers to make it seem one, one way. And I guess the caller yesterday was talking about 
there was a few LGBT or trans people identified. There were recently some new school shooters that were kind of popping up. And my question would be, I would like to look at the statistics in the last two years and see if it is a certain sect that is kind of uprising because of, okay. you know, social norms and stuff like that. But All right. Okay, Charlie. Well, yeah. I appreciate your thoughts. Yeah. All right. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. You have a good day. Have a great day. And we'll take a quick break and be back with more. We got uh, Rich, John, Tim, and we'll squeeze you into 360-676-5464. The snow is dubbing in the mountains and foothills, which means it's time to gear up for winter fun. When it comes to outdoor play in the wintertime, nobody beats Mount Baker Motorsports in Bellingham. They're your authorized Arctic Cat snowmobile and off-road dealer and have everything you need for your winter adventures. Mount Baker Motorsports offers an extensive parts and accessories department, apparel for the winter riding season, and a service team for all repairs and upgrades to your existing sleds. Are you working outside during the cold and snowy season? Mount Baker Motorsports has you covered. They have an extensive selection of ATVs and side-by-sides that can be fitted with snow plows, cabin enclosures, and heater systems to ensure that you can get the job done. Stop by and visit Mount Baker Motorsports today at the corner of Woburn and Iowa in Bellingham, or check them out online at mountmakermoto.com. Mount Baker Motorsports, Whatcom County's premier power sports dealer, featuring Arctic Cat, Kawasaki, KTM, CF Moto, Husqvarna, and Gas Gas. Hey, Les Schwab Tires here. Right now, you can save up to $150 on select sets of four tires during our Founders Celebration Sale. So stop in, save some money, and help your family stay safe on the road. You'll see we have plenty of tire savings to go around, and around, and around, and around. Check out our tires on sale and book an appointment at LesSchwab.com. Les Schwab Tires, doing the right thing since 1952. Limited time offer while supplies last. See LesSchwab.com slash sale for details. Lindale Glass is your premier window and door company in Whatcom and Skagit County. With over 35 years of professional installation experience, you can rely on the dedicated employees at Lindale Glass to provide an exceptional install. Lindale Glass features Milgard windows and doors, leading the industry with innovative, high-quality products. You can be assured of a product that is customized for your home. No shortcuts, no gimmicks, just excellent service and exceptional quality from Milgard. Visit a Lindale showroom to learn more or online at lindaleglass.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Great to have you with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. Let's go to uh, Rich in Ferndale. Hi, Rich. How's Joe doing today? Uh, doing all right. Doing all right. What's on your mind? Well, you were talking earlier about, uh, for the one call it was about equal opportunity. Mm-hmm. And you said that we people don't have equal opportunity in America, and that's totally false. There's not only equal opportunity, there's extra opportunity for certain groups. The state just announced a couple weeks ago that they're going to hand out 50 brand new legal pot grow licenses, and guess what? Only two blacks or convicted drug felons. That was really interesting. So the minorities, at least the black minorities, are going to have this opportunity to get the pot growing, and so are the convicted. You know, it's like, that's not fair. That's, but that's even above equal. So we, everyone in America has the chance. Joe, uh, Oprah Winfrey grew up poor and became the richest black woman in America 30, 40 years ago. So mm-hmm. yeah. we definitely have equal opportunity. We all have 12 hours in a day. We all have to make decisions. And, yes, some people are at a disadvantage because of their upbringing, but the opportunity is still there for everyone. You can get an education. 
If you're good in school, you can get a free ride to college. This, that's why people are coming by the hundreds of thousands across that border illegally and legally, because this is the land of opportunity. So okay. just, you shouldn't say that. It's wrong. I mean, it's, I don't think I it's don't wrong. I, I don't believe everybody has the same opportunity, but you can, I mean, that's what, you know, that. Well, our, under our, the law, our goal our is, I do. guess, but you know, but you know, do you, you sincerely believe someone born into poverty has exactly the same opportunity to excel and to be somebody as someone who's born into a, a wealthy family, let's just say, that, to make it that diverse. I mean, I... Yeah, they, they I, all have the I same mean, amount they, of they, time in a day. They can go to school. Okay. You can do whatever you want, be whatever you want to be. It's up to... It's because we live by the consequences so a, a of kid, our personal A choice, kid who's, you know, you know like, you know, they're going to have to... Even if they can get into uh, college, they work hard through school. They even get into college. They have to work full time just to to pay their bills, just to survive. Whereas a kid from a wealthy family doesn't have to work, and they can just you know, do you know hang out, do their thing, go to school. You, if you're smart, um, you do good in school. You can get a free ride, Joe. Anybody can, especially see, minorities, that, because they get put right. to bed of line. They, they but don't, you said something but, else So minorities have it better in America than, than white there people? Is, there is literally more opportunity for them. Yes, I just gave really? you an example, but you won't believe it. The government of okay, Washington so, is so handing 50, out new pot licenses. 50 pot people. licenses. So that, now, come on, Rich. That proves that minorities here in this state have more opportunity than you or I. In that example, yes. If someone that's, else that's wanted crazy. to apply for that, they would be denied. <laughs> Joe, Joe, that's you're nuts. denying reality right now, man. Okay. You are in... All right. Well, I guess all these. You know, if if I would, you know, I I, maybe I should. I don't. I don't wish I was a minority pot farmer. I guess I'd I'd be be living in just the eye of the hog. I I just don't get that. But okay, Rich. Well, there it is. There it is. Uh, It's a myth about America that everybody has exactly the same opportunity. And uh, I just, um, I, I. But anyway. Uh, I think believing that myth to a degree is healthy and gives us a good sense of our nation and what we want it to be. But at the same time, I don't think we can lose sight of the fact that people struggle each and every day just to get by. And uh, that struggle keeps them from getting ahead. Um, but just some thoughts there. I mean, here, if you're making minimum wage, you're making what sixteen bucks an hour or more. But you know, if you live in Iowa and making minimum wage, you're making seven and a quarter. So, but anyway, let's go to John in Ferndale. Quick, hi, John. Hey, Joe. Let me quote Sly and the Family Stone: "You can make it if you try." Okay. It's just that some there are some you know families where if you're told every day that you're stupid and that you're ugly. And that you're, you know, you're not loved. And I mean, I saw this with a lot of my brothers and sisters in the foster care system. And when, you know, an adult, like when I came back from the Navy, uh, I'm there to help my parents who are in over their heads, like, like, a a, a cat lady that has too many. Yeah. And, uh, these kids, like, when you show them um, just a bit of respect, right, of, of, of your time, like, let's sit down and draw a picture. Oh, what are you doing? Oh, you know, like, uh, I, I, I've, I've sat through imaginary tea, tea sessions with some of my, my sisters, right? 
you know, they, they, they've never had it before. And if you have had it, you know, yeah, like, oh, it's Christmas time, yay. Ooh, gosh, look at all the presents. And then you, you, you talk to a, to a kid who's like, they never had anything, nothing. You know, um, not, but the thing is, they have to know that there is a path, that there is a way that if you try, like, like yeah, some, sometimes well, yeah. with kids from the inner city, uh, like they're, they're told by their society, hey, you know, you don't want to go to school. You don't want that, 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 that white learning if it's a black neighborhood or even, this even you know, it happens in Latino neighborhoods where it's like book learning is seen as, as white sellout. Oh, you're, you're just going to learn what the man wants you to learn. It's like, no, you're also going to learn about, you know, uh, Cesar Chavez and, and George Washington Carver and George Washington, George Washington Bush from yesterday. Uh, you know, yeah. but, uh, All right. That's not so, why I called. Oh, okay, real quick. Let's okay. I, quickly, quickly. Everybody knows how World War II started as far as the Japanese attacking Pearl Harbor. But what people have forgotten, I was thinking about a Faulty Towers episode where Basil gets hit in the head, he has German tourists there, and they don't want to talk about the war, right? And he blurts out, you invaded Poland! <laughs> it's like, uh, so... He, for Tucker Carlson to sit there during that Vladimir Putin interview is an insult to anyone who knows anything about uh, world history. And he's trying to say that Poland got themselves invaded if they had only done some X, Y, and Z. Hitler invaded Poland. I don't know. I don't know yeah. what, you know, Poland why he had to for being out invaded. to this guy. Yeah. But Trump okay. is, too. Trump, the Republican Party, they're all bowing down to Putin, and your parents would be ashamed of you. All right, John. Uh, we got to take a quick break. We got other folks on the line. We'll hear from Skeeter, Joe, Tim, and you here in just a moment here on KGMI Connects. Have you recently lost your group insurance and need help finding an individual plan for you and your family? Maybe retirement is around the corner and you're starting to wonder how much Medicare and the plans that go with Medicare will cost. Hi, this is Marcia Neal with Guided Solutions. We know how confusing researching these plans on your own can be, so don't do it alone. Call us today at 866-733-5111 and let one of our licensed agents make this a stress-free process so you can get on with doing the things you enjoy. This is Rick Carper at Hinton Chevrolet. I just wanted to invite everybody down here. We have an easygoing dealership. Things are very straightforward, laid back. Been doing this for about 27 years locally, and I invite everybody new I haven't met and my old customers to come and see me down here at Hinton Motors. Hinton Chevrolet, doing business with a tradition of trust since 1947. Located on the guide in Linden, across from McDonald's, or online at HintonMotors.com. You Wilson's President's Day Sale is on. Get a queen-size Tempur-Pedic mattress for $17.99 at $55 a month, OAC. Don't miss the huge President's Day Sale on now. Wilson's open seven days a week on Pacific Highway. My hospital stay would have cost $25,000, but with VA healthcare, it's free. My education would have cost $42,000, but with VA benefits, my books, tuition, and housing are all covered. The down payment for my home would have been $74,000, but with my VA home loan, my down payment was zero. My service was then. My benefits are now. Get what you earned. Visit choose.va.gov. Not all veterans are eligible for the type or amount of benefits mentioned here. 
CHS Northwest specializes in timely deliveries of warmth, comfort, safety, and savings. CHS Northwest is now delivering propane in your neighborhood. Call today and sign up for a whole new service experience for your propane. CHS Northwest, everything you need for home and farm. The latest local news and important topics of the day from the West Mechanical Studio. No gimmicks, just the highest quality systems, 0% interest financing, and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Rely on West Mechanical Heating, Air Conditioning, and Electrical. Contact them today at westmechanical.net. Get the latest news and information 24-7 with KGMI News Talk 790, 96.5 FM in Bellingham and MyBellinghamNow.com. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Now let's go to Skeeter in Sumas. Hi, Skeeter. How you doing, Joe? Very good, very good. What's on so your mind? Do you think... Do you- do you think that when something damaging happens that we shouldn't talk about it to make sure it uh, it shouldn't be done? Make sure we don't repeat our you know history doesn't repeat no, no. itself. That's, no, that's that was the point I was making. I think it makes sense to sit and assess what happened and uh, what was done and what the proper proper response should be to something like that. But yeah, go ahead. I just, I don't understand. Uh, I don't remember what his name was. It said, you know, it's ironic or whatever, the conservatives. Everybody should be concerned about how many children fell behind well because they weren't in school, how many issues they have socially because they weren't in school, how many police, other first responders, doctors and nurses quit their jobs because they didn't want to take a mandated vaccine, how many businesses were closed because they couldn't afford, they couldn't stay open, because they couldn't afford to, to not be open, so they closed. How many people's jobs were lost because those businesses were closed? I'm not saying that we shouldn't have been careful, but I think that we need to stand up and make sure that uh, if, if we get to that point again, that we are doing the correct measures and not just doing the across-the-board closing down. And um, if, I, if I so choose, whether I'm a conservative, whether I'm a... a, a, a a liberal, whether I'm moderate, really doesn't make any difference. And I take a little bit of offense to the person that said, you know, all these conservatives. That's, it's not about that. It's about making sure we don't make the same mistakes twice. And there are people that it's hurt irreparably. But, and I'm talking but, about children who are locked out of school. Right, right. I'm and talking I mean, about I, I had a, who had I, to close. I had a daughter who was in school and struggled with distance learning and all that. But, um, you know, 1.2 million Americans died from this virus, and does that not matter? And uh, for all we know, that it could have been double that if we didn't take at least some of those measures. And doesn't that does, shouldn't that factor into this? And because some kids lost out on had had you know struggled with learning and stuff, were set back. Sure, I mean it was a difficult time for for all of us, and I'm not saying that it wasn't, but. Uh, once again, we were dealing with something that we didn't really completely understand that even the experts didn't completely understand. And I don't I, it seems to me we'd want to err on the side of caution, don't you think? Or, or no, I'm so I am so tired of listening to that statement. We are on the side of caution. And what we do is we give up our dignity and our self-respect when they can tell us what we have to do in order to live our lives. And I'm all for being safe. I'm all for being careful. But when you finally find out that the things that you did were not necessary, then you make sure that they don't happen again. I guess that's what I'm saying. Because I think some some of the things that they did, I think, have been proven that they went too far. 
Okay, Skeeter. Well, I'm, and again, right. to force people to keep their in order to keep their jobs to have to go get a, a shot on with it, it just it just that that to me doesn't seem American, and that's that's what I got to say. All right, thanks, Skeeter. Joe. All right, thanks for your call. Let's go to uh, let's see. Brian in Linden joins us. Hi, Brian. Hey, Joe. Um, I was thinking about some statistics I've read about who is the most disparaged group in America. And it's not a certain racial group or a certain in, income group. What what I've been reading is fatherless homes is one of the greatest factors in uh, outcome for a lot of different statistics on how many will be incarcerated. The, the numbers are uh, the single common factor that is the most consistent in so many different um, households is is for so many different people, racial groups, income, the single common factor is fatherless homes. Mm. 85% of youth in prison come from fatherless homes. 71% of high school dropouts are fatherless homes. 90% of runaways. There's a lot of these statistics. And so that's not a racial thing. That's that's not an income group. It's the, the structure that I believe God created of having two parents in a home that creates a stable foundation and structure for success in life. Well, and I guess when you look at the prison population, I mean, by and large, it's, it's males and more, more than likely young males, I guess. And, uh, I guess I could see where not having a male figure, a responsible male figure in your life, um, and uh, a kid would reach out to and maybe latch on or get that influence from people that aren't going to send them down the right path. Um, yeah. I, you know, mm-hmm. But all right, Brian. One of the one of the big things that I would recommend people do to counter that, and some of the studies also is mentoring. There's mentoring programs. I'm in part. I'm a part of Be the One. I'm a mentor in our, our high school here in Linden, um, and it's it's really something anybody can do is get involved and, and be that figure in a in a child's life that maybe has a one-parent home or maybe has other things going on, but that can really help as well, some of the studies show, as having a mentor in their life. Be the One is the group? Yeah, be the one.org. They're in Nooksack, um, Ferndale, and Linden schools. Um, and it's a mentoring program where you can go and spend an hour with a kid each week and on campus and be in their life and try to be a positive role model. All right, Brian. Thanks for your call. Appreciate it. Yeah. All right. You're welcome. And let's go to quick uh, go to Joe in Bellingham. Hi, Joe. Hi, Joe. Have you heard of the paratransit buses? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're Absolutely. for handicapped folk. They hold about 12 people. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking they could make them run on electricity and have everybody eligible to ride out. And that cut down on the pollution quite a bit, I think. It's really handy because they take you where you need to go. It's not a fixed route like the other buses, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Those. it's a door-to-door service. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'm really great. Me and my wife, we take it. We appreciate it. Uh-huh. All right. Yeah. Okay. There's a read. Some guy said the last week that people don't call in because they're scared. <laughs> That's <is> very true. <laughs> but you got the you you got the the gumption up today to do it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I glad. Appreciate your show. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate your call. Bye. All right. Take care. And Tim and Emerson's been hanging on. Hi, Tim. Hey, Joe. 
I can make this one quick because I 100% agree with Skeeter. And I think that Robert had a very, very closed mind on his take about the irony and all of that. The only things I wanted to add to what Skeeter said, he basically took my ideas right out of my head, is not only everything he listed, there were friendships lost. There were people who got, myself included, disinvited from from family and holiday. Uh, And you know what? I just threw my hands up in the air when Inslee... But Inslee, now come on, Tim. Inslee didn't keep you from going to family gatherings. Your family no, no, made no, no. That, I did made not that. say that. No, okay. you are putting words in my mouth. Okay, I said I threw my hands up when Inslee told me I go fishing by myself because the public docks were closed. Do not put words in my mouth. Okay, all right. But you have to acknowledge, though, that those decisions that people made, who they wanted to be with, they made on their own. The government didn't say that. Dr. Fauci didn't didn't say say that. Okay, all right. Well, and, you know, the fishing thing, but once again, that was very early in the whole thing, and that that mandate or that, that rule didn't last very long. And okay, so I mean, I, do it, we do we not react to this? I mean, what happens when the big? What happens if the big one hits tomorrow? I mean, I'm talking how about is, an earthquake. The, Are we going to revolt is against snow the snowplow driver? <laughs> how is a snowplow driver driving by himself on the highway to keep you safe? How is he infecting people? Well, he's going to be end up in the shop. He's going to be around other workers eventually. I mean, I'm just oh, saying. I, I mean, on. so so an employer doesn't have the right to determine what uh, their what rules are that their employers their employees should follow. I mean, that's just kind of a basic thing, and I, I've heard that from uh, people across the spectrum. That employers, well, I he, mean, they should be able to decide, and uh, and the government in that case was the decider. They were the employer. I mean, okay, well, I, the, I, the streets don't get shoveled then. Police don't get out then. But the you know, the the, get, the number out. the number of people that didn't comply was was minuscule. Literally, I mean, it was it was a, so, in in every area of government or healthcare, we didn't lose oodles of doctors. Half the doctors didn't just give up because they didn't want to get a shot. It was almost everybody at St. Joe's got the shot. It was a hundred some that decided to walk off, and they were not doctors. They all doctors. Maybe there were some, but there was a handful of. Uh, but there were just, you know they were across the spectrum of workers. I mean, well, we will disagree about this because, Joe, we want to be so diverse and equity and we want inclusiveness. And at one point in time, maybe not early on, we were looking that this, that but we, what, these vaccinations have, would But prevent. let me ask you, Tim, wouldn't it have been irresponsible for our uh, uh, elected officials who— you know, that's their first thing. And it's I've heard it said many, many times on this program that their job number one is to protect the public. And all of a sudden they're being told by infectious disease experts that this is a massive issue, that we've got other countries that are already shutting down. People are staying in their homes or being locked in. And then they're supposed to say, ah, well, we're a free country. We don't do any of that. And wouldn't that have been irresponsible? To a large extent, to a very large extent, I will agree with you. There okay. comes a point when I think there was a lot of overreaching, and I believe 
that there were a lot of officials that were power hungry, and I truly believe that. Power hungry, just to make people do what they want, make them dance like marionettes, huh? I, I, Not I was... quite, but pretty close. Uh, okay, Tim. Thanks for your call. i got to take a quick break. Dave's on the line. We'll have time to take your call, too, here on KG Mike Connects. Whatever's on your mind, 360-676-5464. What he's saying is we have to do the right things every day to earn happy customers. Customer service is something you have to work on daily. This is not something you gather up every quarter or every six months. It requires a lot of intention, energy. Well, the goal is to do that, treat everybody like a millionaire. I hold my employees accountable to a different level, and we still fall short. I fall short. It's, it's hard. It's hard to maintain a, a really solid, good customer service, but um, that's something that we have taken on ourselves, and we're not going to change that because as something comes out of our hearts we, we enjoy taking care of people and enjoy doing the right things in my heart i feel that you have to do the right things regardless if they sound good don't sound good they look good don't look good you still have to do the right things so you can go to sleep at night and feel like you've done well xavier's bellingham nissan we take care of our customers If you're struggling with weight and frustrated with dieting each and every year, Mark Patrick Seminars can help. Join the over half million people who have attended Mark Patrick Seminars with great weight loss results. Mark Patrick Seminars will be in Bellingham on Friday, February 23rd. After this hypnosis, I want to eat good food. Since August, I can honestly say I have not had one potato chip. It was life-changing for me. And I don't think about desserts like I used to. Bridget, how much have you lost now? I had lost a total of 83 pounds. Holy cow. It's easy, it's fun. Very relaxing and very successful. And I would just say go for it. Early bird special, only $49.99. Lose all the weight you want 100% guaranteed. Friday, February 23rd at the Holiday Inn and Suites Bellingham. Weight loss seminar at 5.30 p.m. Attend this program and find out how the power of hypnosis can help you achieve your weight loss goals. There's limited seating, so get there early. Learn more at markpatrickseminars.com. Need a job? Full-time, part-time, and seasonal jobs available now at HireMeWa.com. HireMeWa.com is your hyper-local job board. It's free and easy to use. You can even upload your resume and let business owners find you. HireMeWa.com, the go-to job board for Northwest Washington. Powered by this Cascade Radio Group station and by Elements Hospitality in Linden. Elements Hospitality is seeking high-level, experienced project managers skilled in managing large-scale commercial construction or renovation projects. For details, Head to HireMeWa.com today. At Granger, we're for the ones who specialize in saving the day and for the ones who've mastered the art of keeping business moving. We offer industrial-grade supplies for every industry with same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders, all backed by real people ready to help. So you can get the right answers and products right when you need them. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger. For the ones who get it done. We're taking your calls live on KGMI Connects, 360-676-5464. Dave in Bellingham joins us. Hi, Dave. You got some thoughts on the the special election today? Yeah, hi, Joe. Um, And thanks, by the way. You're one of the few uh, liberal people I know who's willing to talk and listen. Um, Okay, so... I want all the renters to know that their rent is going to go up if these uh, these items pass. 
I have one small rental, three-bedroom, uh, one-and-a-half bath. I'm going to have to raise the rent 100 bucks to cover the, the cost on these uh, if the two items go through on, uh, for me in my area. I know it's different from area to area. Uh-huh. But uh, a lot of times renters think that, uh, okay, hey, great, have people pay for this or that. But it gets reflected to them. Okay. Well, that, yeah, that's fair. Hey, and and uh, I likely, obviously, it would go up for homeowners as well. And and um, I, since I've got you on the line, uh, what do you think yeah. about they're debating a seven percent uh, cap on annual rent increases down in Olympia? What do you think about moves like that? Are they necessary? Would they be? Would they just be onerous? What What are your thoughts when you hear that kind of uh, policy discussion? Well, I'm kind of in the middle there because I don't like renting, raising my rent. If if I covers what I need it to cover, I don't raise it. Um, but I don't I don't like government setting limits. I rather the market do it. Um, just in general, mm-hmm. I, I would have to look and see. I mean, this $100 a month raise may be a higher than 7% for me. Uh, maybe if they said 7%, not counting changes in government taxes. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. Right. I don't like... I rented for a long time before I was able to buy a house, so mm-hmm. I understand that side of it, too. That's why I don't like to raise rent unless I have to. But $100 a month is just going to cost me over $100 a month for a little house. Well, yeah, and I mean, what you're saying is that that shows the, the you know the uh, nuance that um, that maybe isn't always considered when there's a you know something like this is discussed. You think, oh, seven percent, that you know, no big deal. But then if you've got, uh, like you say, if there's a tax increase that's passed, whether it's a a bond issue or um, the, what have you, something that affects you, what you're paying in taxes that is imposed on a specific year. And then they're saying, but you can only increase your rent this much. I, I, I can see where that could be an issue, be a problem. Well, they're also, you know, they went from an 80% assessed value on taxes in general to 100 this year. So 100% um, assessed value. Uh, and then add on another about $1,300 a year. You got It's got to come. It's got to be covered or I can't do it. All right. All right, Dave. Well, I appreciate your uh, perspective for sure. Thanks for calling. Thank you. All right. And uh, once again, it is the special election today, and uh, all the school districts in uh, Whatcom County have a, a, uh, and have issues on the ballot. Levies in most cases. There are a couple of bond issues. There's one in Linden and one in, um, in um, Blaine in those two districts that have, uh, have bond issues, and those need a – Bonds need a supermajority to pass. Um, the levies need a simple majority. Uh, levies, ref- uh, levies fund operations, the, the day-to-day education of kids. The bond issues are for facilities, building schools, remodeling schools and facilities, that sort of thing. But uh, So get your ballot in by 8 o'clock. I'll see you down at the <laughs> ballot drop box. Uh, Ginger over on Lummi Island is on the line. Hi, Ginger. Hi, Joe. I just wanted to uh, thank you for taking my call. You bet. Uh, I just wanted to point out, moving forward in the pandemic, 
Uh-huh. What concerns me is that it doesn't allow us to deal with the long-term effects of the vaccine. Okay. Do you think, but there haven't really been long-term effects. Obviously, some people are affected by the vaccine, but there are very few. But do you think well, effects actually, are... there's actually... Go I, ahead. I, I, I believe that there's actually a lot of data proving long-term effects, but it's not really being identified as that. It's being, not being dealt with properly. Okay. So, um, but the, does that, I guess, does that override the long-term effects that many people, many, many people are feeling from COVID or the fact that. I think that that might be hard to identify the difference between the two. How do you know? Well, how do you I, know if what you're dealing with is not long-term effects of, of uh, um, they call it long COVID uh-huh. or or um, the vaccines well, and I'm the not, boosters and the boosters and the boosters? Uh huh. Well, I'm not a I'm not a uh, uh, an expert, that's for sure. But uh, I don't know. I've right. gotten, and I've, no, I've been, nor am I. I've been vaccinated. I've gotten you know. The, every booster that's coming along, come along. I and I'm, I guess, and I'm just one person, obviously, out of millions. But I mean, you've got a pretty big pool of humans to to uh, study this and see what happens. And so far, right. ha, I, ha, have you had COVID? I I tested positive for it a, a little over a year ago, around the holidays uh, in 2022. I guess that would have been so. Okay. But I didn't really get sick. I just, I didn't, I got, I kind of had a runny nose and I never really felt achy or that, you know, fluey, that kind of thing. I, I isolated for five days and I was back at work. Um, but okay. I figured I, I felt I was a lucky one, but cause I know a lot of people right. are not very right. sick, but all right, Ginger, well, you're not alone with your well, concerns. Well, thank you for taking my call. And that it's, it's something that I'm, that I think about. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for calling. I appreciate your input. Okay. All right. Thanks, Joe. You bet. Well, I think, and then it is something we have to work through. And I, I'm, and when I was on the call with our earlier caller, Robert, I guess what, and I think was what our Robert was expressing some frustration or consternation with was the the anger that is still directed at at so many people over what was done during the pandemic. And I don't see a motivation for someone in in a political position to just get joy. I I suppose there are those who get joy out of just moving the levers and making people do what they want them to do and that sort of thing. But um, I never got the sense that that was what uh, the the precautions uh, in related to the pandemic were all about. I never sensed that it was just this unbridled joy at making us do what we otherwise wouldn't do. Um, I know I and every pretty much everybody in my circle was quite concerned about the, the virus and what it might do and getting sick with it. I mean, having thoughts that, you know, I don't want to die from this thing and I don't want my loved ones to die. Um, But it's a debate we'll continue to have on this program and elsewhere. And hope you have a great rest of your Tuesday. 
And uh, if you can, get your ballot in on the special election here on the special election day. Take care.